What's up guys, this is Corey Baker from Baker Forge and Tool. In my business, we do tons of heavy grinding every single day, and we needed a grinder that could take abuse and keep on trucking without slowing down billet production. The Ameri Braid Variable Speed 2x72 is just that. All heavy duty parts and framing with well thought out accessories that are easy to use and not bogged down with lots of tiny parts. By far the best accessory item that Ameribraid sells is their surface grinding attachment. It is absolutely foolproof and the best in the industry. With quick release magnet system, there is no prying your workpiece off the platen. Very fast to slap a billet or a knife onto the table, engage magnets, and start surfacing with precise increments. On top of all of this, their customer support is outstanding. Eric and Kevin are always available and fast to help with any situation. If you're in the market for a top-of-the-line grinder or maybe just an accessory to add to your existing setup, go to Ameribraid.com and use the code HUSTLE100 for 100 bucks off any grinder package. All right, next up, the Hustle & Grind Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hustle and Grind podcast. I'm your host, Noah Bloomberg of the Indiana River Forge. With me, Ryan Croakley of uh, Ryan uh, Chat. Um, I'm just messing with you. It's Ryan Croakley from Ryan Chadborn Knife Works. Uh, with you once again. We're doing we're doing a two man show today. Uh, we uh, we we felt like it's been a while, so we just wanted to talk to you guys. This is. You know, for anybody who's never listened before, this is a podcast that's mainly centered around knife making, but it's kind of loosely centered around that. You know, we're we're knife makers. We interview a lot of knife makers, um, but it's really about conversation. You know, we like having good conversations with people about artistic process. You know, we talk to people sometimes who aren't knife makers. Anybody who likes working with their hands and creating things. That's what we're into, and that's what this podcast is about. So if this is your first time listening, welcome. And uh, Ryan, how are we doing today, man? Doing. Mill doing. Mill doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it kind of moist up there in the uh, northeast now? It's like half ice, half rain today for some reason. It's weird. Oh, jeez. Just make up your mind kind of deal. <laughs> but Yeah. Washington can be like that sometimes. You'll uh, you'll want the weather to change, and all you have to do is wait about five minutes, and, and it'll happen. We actually have a little bit of a warm spell today. I was kind of surprised. Uh, yesterday, it was about 28, and today I walked outside to go out to the shop, and I'm like, man, the sun's out. There's a little bit of a breeze, and it's kind of warm. So I think the breeze just moved some some warmer air into the area, so I'm actually pretty happy about that. A little break from all the cold. Um Right off the bat, we should probably mention um, the ad that you heard at the beginning of the show for Ameribraid. We love those guys. I have a ton of equipment from them. And right now, they have a sale, and it's just for you. And I mean that. I'm talking just for you. If you listen to the Hustle & Grind podcast, that means that you can go to Ameribraid.com. And normally, we just have that promo code Hustle 100 for 100 bucks off a grinder package. But let's face it. If you're a knife maker and you're listening to this podcast, you probably already have a grinder. But the thing that's great about Ameribraid is all of their accessories are, I mean, just the freaking best. I mean, like the, the surface grinder that I have, like I don't doubt that it is what Koi said, the best in the industry. It's just, it's heavy duty and it's precise. It's freaking awesome. So if you are interested in any of the accessories that Ameribraid sells, you can now use code HUSTLE10 through what was the the date there ryan it ends december 11th and december it's 11th. every not just attachments anything on the website 
anything on the website. So that means that if you're going to buy like a big grinder package and then the 10% off was more than just the hundred buck off hundred bucks off package, they could use it for that as well. Wait, say that again. So like, let's say they were buying it, buying a big grinder package and it was like, you know, I don't know, two grand, you know, a hundred bucks off would be less than getting 10% off at that point. Oh, so gotcha, could they gotcha. use the 10% for that? I assume so. I was okay. told I was told 10% off all orders. Well, if I'm wrong, then Kevin's going to send me a message. So anyways, uh, we'll clarify that for you guys um, next week. But yeah, until until December. If, if yeah. you're buying a grinder package, just punch in Hustle 10. If it works, it works. They know what they're doing. They That's know what, what he told doing. me. He said off all orders. He didn't specify off grinders or attachments. He said everything. So those guys are freaking awesome. And yeah, you guys are not going to regret this. I mean, I have, um, as soon as I got the grinder, I started off, I, I just bought the, the grinder frame cause I wanted to get the, the surface grinding attachment, but I was like, man, you know what? Like if I'm going to go that far, I want, I want it with the two inch arms. I want those, you know, they're freaking beefy, you know, everything's really rigid and like, there's no flex in anything. Like it's all precise. I was like, you know, if I'm going to get the surface grinding attachment, I need to start with the frame. And since then I've just collected everything from the stand to hold all of my accessories, the WIP attachment with the small wheel holder. I was using that just this morning. I'm working on an integral right now. And man, that WIP attachment is so freaking phenomenal. And, uh, and they're great guys. You know, we, uh, we only take uh, sponsorships from people that we like not just that have good products and Eric and Kevin are great dudes. If you listen to the show, you've heard them come on the show before. And so you, you know what we're talking about. So anyways, just wanted to get that out of the way. Uh, let you guys know that that promo is live right now and you should probably take advantage of it. So that being said, we can move on to other things. Ryan, what's going on in your shop today? This is just going to be a chill episode. We're just going to kind of like talk about what we got going on and maybe some of the things that we've learned recently. I feel like I've learned a lot like in the last like week and a half as far as like knife making. But uh, what what's you what have you been doing in your in your shop lately? Um, I've been I don't know if it's because winter's coming or what, but I've been like nesting. So <laughs> I've literally been going from one end of the shop to the other and just organizing, throwing shit out, running power to areas that didn't have power, getting ready for the grinding room. I've got like I've got one, two two knives I got to wrap up and then I can start building the grinding room. Nice. Um, Is that like basically the end of your custom order list? Yes. Nice. So you're not taking any more orders for the winter. I think you said, right? Yep. Unless it's like something, you know, exciting. Yeah. I'm a whore for money, but (laughs) you know, (laughs) it is. I don't know, man. I've, I've, I've said this before and I failed. Because as soon as I say it, or as soon as I, it's weird, because as soon as I post it on Instagram or whatever that my books are closed, I get like four orders every time. It's, so it's, it's sort of like married men. As soon as, as soon as they're off the market, that's when the women actually want them. It's, it's the same concept. You tell somebody that they can't have something and they didn't want it before, but now they do. Right. And usually when that happens, I'll set like a ridiculous timeline because I've got other things I'm doing, but yeah. I actually created like a very bad scenario in my shop the other night. If you want to hear about it, I do want to hear about it. So you saw that I put my stairs up on a winch. Yeah. And then it failed the first time. I think we talked, Oh, we talked about this I in the after show. I think. Yeah. Last, I did, uh, I, yeah. I didn't post that. Uh, 
that they broke and fell <laughs> the first time. But I was I'm feeling better. My foot's feeling better. Good, so I'm like, good. You, know, you know what? I'm gonna move all this shit that needs to go upstairs, upstairs. So I go upstairs and it's a mess up there too. So I'm like, whatever, I'll just it's a half finished project is the upstairs. So I finished mm-hmm. insulating it. I piled everything where it needed to be, brought everything upstairs, and the staircase is right next to my grinder. So all the dust floats upstairs. Ooh, okay. And so I grab my little, I'm like, I got a great idea. So I open the window. I see where this is going. (laughs) I open the window and I grab my little Ryobi plug-in leaf blower. Yeah. I put my my respirator on and I just start going to town upstairs thinking it's all going out the window. Right. Yeah. And it's so thick, like so thick I couldn't even see. And so I'm like (laughs) feeling my way downstairs, the whole shop upstairs and downstairs was like that. And then it clicked in my head that the wood stove is going like roaring and all that dust is flammable. No. And I was like, fuck. So I fucking slung the garage door open. I plugged in my big air conditioner and turned that on. So it was blowing air. Just to try and clear it out as fast as possible. Oh, yeah. It looked like the dust bowl coming out of my shop at like 2 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Of course, being you, it was 2 o'clock in the morning naturally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a night owl for people who don't. All my neighbors think I'm lazy because they'll show up at like 9 in the morning. And I'm like, "Uh, what? (laughs) Like, I just went to bed like four hours ago, five hours ago. But yeah, so that was fun. Other than that, it's nice to... I'm switching my focus. So like I, I want to make what I want to make and I need to do more with my YouTube channel. I have a repair video YouTube channel that's monetized and I, and I hardly ever post videos on there. So nice. Yep. Organizing, making space, making plans for the grinding room and all that. And fun, fun, but enough right. about us. Who wants to hear about us? I don't know. I was going to talk about us. I mean, oh. We talked about you, and then you're just gonna like not give me the opportunity to talk about myself. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. You and I uh, both hate talking about ourselves. This is why we never do two man shows. Exactly. Yeah. That's. It's always great to have a guest to focus on. I had something I was gonna say though, and then I completely forgot about it while oh. you were talking. I don't know. It's, it's gone. Um, but yeah. Oh, making what you want to make. I mean, because that, that's. Um, that's what I've always wanted to do. You know, I had this, you know, this dream when I first started knife making that like I wasn't going to take custom orders and I was just going to make whatever I wanted to make and I would post it for sale. And if it sold great, if not, I have a day job. Who cares? You know, it's no big deal. And then, of course, I started taking custom orders immediately because that's what people want. They want they want things that are customized to them and they want to feel like they had a hand in making it by making some of the decisions about the design or this or that. So the perceived but, uh, uniqueness to them uh, equates value. Exactly. An immense value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, d- well, depending on the person, I suppose. Um, but anyways, and that's and that's fine. And so that's why I've always done custom orders. And it's it's been really good for me. And it's it's broadened my horizons. I mean, I could think of like two or three different aspects of the way that I make my knives now that are entirely due to a customer's preference. Or something yeah. like that, you know, where I, where I learned something, I'm like, oh, man, that's actually really cool. I'll keep doing that, you know. So there's definitely an, a benefit to it. Um, but now I think we I think this was 
maybe after show last week when we were talking about posting products that you've made that you don't necessarily want to make again because <laughs> people are going to order what you post about. And so uh, I've just been, I haven't been posting at all lately. I mean, I feel like I've, you know, I've posted a reel here or something like that, but it's like, um, because I'm just making stuff that I don't want to make again, you know, and it's not like, you know, I begrudge people ordering certain things, you know, people are going to order what they want to want to order and, or what they can afford. But at the end of the day, it's like, um, I just want to make Damascus integral chef knives. So uh, <laughs> if people could just order those from like, I've got this one right now. I make I am making a Damascus integral chef and I had to like coax the customer into ordering what I wanted her to order. <laughs> So like, I know, and uh, it wasn't like a budget thing, you know, but she was like, oh, I want it like this. I'm like, yeah, but what if it was like this? Have you ever considered that? You know, and, you know, so it's just, (laughs) I'm not trying to like manipulate people, but you know, if you, if you can, you know, give people enough options to where eventually they choose the thing that you want them to choose, it, it works out, you know? So, and then once I, you know, once I make a couple of those, then I can just post those over and over and over again, and hopefully people will start ordering those, but. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. But the other thing I, is, is that you, oh, sorry, go ahead. That's why I haven't posted a diamond grind in a while. I say that I posted one today, but that's just because I ground yeah, that knife like a year ago. Um, But yeah, because I don't want to do them. They slow me the fuck down. They're super cool, but it, take, it takes like twice as much time. Oh yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I, you mentioned your repair YouTube channel. I have been considering getting on the YouTubes. Um, Longtime listeners know that I used to have a YouTube channel centered around cigars because I've gone through many hyper fixations throughout my life. And that was one of them. And I'm considering revamping the channel and just doing like knife making type stuff. So I've actually been filming this process of this Damascus integral chef knife that I'm making right now with my phone sideways with the intention of turning it into a YouTube video. And uh, the more that I have filmed, the less that I've wanted to actually post it. I don't know if I actually will. You know, I had this grand plan of doing it, but it's like, you know, well, if I do that, then I might get orders. Yeah. Um, The good thing about YouTube is it's evergreen content. That's yeah, that's true. So the, the content always generates after you make it. So it's not like a knife where you make it, you sell it, you get 500 bucks and then you spend the 500 bucks and it's gone. It, you know, it's constantly generating. It's not very much. Yeah. Uh, From what honor says, I mean, I don't want to quote his finances or whatever. Go back, listen to fire and steel. He's talked about it, but, um, it's, it's not as much as you would think unless you get into the millions of views level. Well, I think even there, you're still talking about not a significant amount because it sounds like don't I don't know this for sure, but it sounds like they have different tiers for what content pays what and mm-hmm. knives are considered dangerous content. So they don't pay as much because they want to discourage people from posting things that they don't necessarily like. Oh, or that's that interesting. Or not necessarily that they don't even like because we will talk about social media in a second um, this week. But <laughs> uh, but uh, the the liability I think is what they're mostly concerned about because you know, social media in the last couple of years has faced lots of liability um, in the public square. And so they're just trying to minimize that. And it's not people it's algorithms or AI and it's trying to minimize the risk to the company. 
So if YouTube discourages more dangerous things on their platform by not paying out as much for it, then they're in theory assuming less risk because of less risky things happening on their platform, which is understandable. We don't like it, of course, because we consider knives to be tools and not weapons like they think they are. But Mm -hmm. it is understandable when you look at it from that point of view. So that's interesting. Um, My YouTube channel is Ryan's Knives and Repair. I haven't posted mm -hmm. a single knife video, but I changed the name like in the beginning and I was like, I'm going to. I just haven't done it. It's all repair videos. I wonder if those videos generate more than, say, like, you know, a Dennis Tyrell or B-Cone or any of the knife making YouTubers videos with the same amount of views. I don't know. I just, yeah, I really don't know. Um, because this is just, I mean, this is pure hearsay based off of what I've heard other people say. I have no firsthand knowledge whatsoever. I'm right, going right. to get some DMS about this one for sure. I can just go ahead and say that right now. I'm expecting it guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then let's, let's just go ahead and talk about the, uh, the elephant in the room this week. Um, knife makers got annihilated on Instagram for a day for sure for a day um but it was like I'm, I'm happy you survived maker apocalypse 2023 congratulations everyone for surviving <laughs> Skynet dropped the fucking hammer on us for a day um and now that it's over with and everybody's counts have been restored and there was no real damage done as far as I'm aware Um, I think it was more of a wake up call to all of us more than anything that we can't rely on social medias, especially one social media. So it's important that we all diversify, Mm -hmm. you know, get on TikTok, get on X, you know, I know Vero, I think is another one I heard. I don't have an account on there. I haven't Um, heard that one. I wouldn't do threads because threads is another meta company. But well, that's I think just me. Threads, I've heard Threads is dying. It's, like, it's not even worth. I never signed up for it because I don't care. But um, yeah, Reddit, another one that people talk about that I've never explored. But uh, I saw a video uh, this morning. Um, shout out to Echo Mountain Craft sent me uh, this video from. I I'm. I apologize. I can't remember the guy's name. But anyways, he actually was able to have a phone call with someone from meta about what happened and essentially they this is i'm just going to try and simplify it as much as i can but basically they installed a new ai and the ai it's from the knife nuts podcast knife nuts podcast there you go shout out to them for sharing this information he shared it on a live video and probably a lot of you guys who are listening have probably already heard it but i just for those of you who haven't um essentially what happened is we got stuck in the in the algorithm from this um, this new AI tool that they're using to monitor content, and it just flagged whatever it perceived as a potential threat. Now, the difference between this and other issues, because I've heard lots of other issues where people have had the same thing, where their content's flagged. If you appeal it, it does get resolved and it does get actually looked at by a human being. So I had three posts. My account never got completely restricted, um, but I did have three posts that quote unquote couldn't be shown to non-followers. And so I just appealed it. And within let's say 18 hours, I was back to being green and in the good again. Uh, Another point that he made that was good that we should all 
take note of is that she said that um <clears throat> they go by uh the cover photo mm. not the actual content of the video so a lot of us ignore that part of the posting process of the cover photo it just picks a point in the video and posts that well if you go in and you change it to an innocuous frame that's going to prevent the ai from flagging that post despite what's in it so and and so that's a good point and and that's something that i do i'll I'll pick a frame of the video that i like most but i don't usually try and make it innocuous like you said um i just try and make it eye-catching you know something that a, a human being would look at and want to watch the video um but the other thing is is that damn it it's gone where was it it was there it was there a second ago <laughs> Son of a bee. Um, oh, so when you when you um, when you appeal those, you know, the videos that have been flagged or whatever, you're helping the AI learn. And the other thing that she said was that Meta doesn't hate our content. They don't dislike knives. They specifically said that. So they're not trying to come after the knife making community. It was purely an AI thing. And mm. I don't think we're going to have many issues in the future. And of course, this is just one person talking. So you can't, you know, I'm not, yeah, I'm not I speaking don't, for, I don't know not if speaking I agree for Mark Zuckerberg one. here. <laughs> My account's been they, restricted they for six months. I can't boost posts and there's no resolution to it. They I just run understand. me in circles. Yeah. So anyways, anyways, like, like Ryan said, just like, uh, just like, uh, you know, in all things in life, moderation, um, which in this case means diversification. So branching out to some of those other platforms, uh, we've talked about in the past, you know, Facebook is in, in my experience, much less restrictive on things like that than from what I've heard of like YouTube or even Instagram, even though it's still a meta company like we've talked about in the past, know where your customers are. And a lot of them are on Facebook and some of them apparently are on TikTok. I mean, you talk to some people who are, who are uh, really big on TikTok. Uh, Colton comes to mind um, and they're getting customers off of TikTok. I can't stand TikTok. Um, I deleted the app after I used it for a while, uh, but I might have to get it back on it. I don't know. We'll see. I, um, I started a TikTok because of this and I put it, so I hate TikTok's data mining. So I put yeah. it on an old cell phone with no SIM card in it. And I put it on airplane mode when I'm not posting. I'm not on there scrolling through TikTok. I fucking post, post and ghost. Yeah. Um, That's probably Colton's a good way to go. I to talk to TikTok about with TikTok because he's got 605,000 followers on there. Yeah. And uh, if you compare that to Instagram, he's got just shy of 10K. So that's significant. That's huge. But you also have to try and think about the quality of followers, you know, out of, you know, on TikTok, there's probably a large number of bots, I would think. And there's also a large number of Zoomers. And as far as my customer base goes, it's maybe 5% Zoomers. Um, the right. vast, the vast majority are boomers, maybe. He has 20%. a different market too. He's making sure, yeah, fucking phenomenal swords and shit, exciting but, things that you know, are boring chef knives. I, I want to touch on it before I forget. Um, back to diversification of marketing ourselves out to the world. Um, I did a little video right before this with Justin Lamaru, 
for his YouTube about it. And I think the biggest, the most important arm of that diversification should be our own local markets. Get into your fishing stores, your gun stores, uh, like flea markets, whatever, craft fairs, things like that. Um, get your name out locally because I know it's tough for us because we're all introverts and that's why we kind of gravitate or magnetize to social media platforms because you, you never really have to see anybody face to face. You never like it's all through messenger. You mail them whatever they buy and it's awesome for introvertedness. But I, this has shown me that we need that base, that stable foundation locally in case the newt gets dropped on us for real. Cause this was not, I mean, this was just a little glitch and we all had a heart attack for a day and boom, we're good to go again. But someday it might not be. Yeah. Somebody might, you know, somebody might stab somebody in, in Washington DC. And then the Facebook's like, Nope, no more knives. It could happen. It could happen. And you know, that's, that's what I've essentially done. And it wasn't intentional, but I was invited to create this maker's market here in Eniat with a bunch of other people. And that's where my base of my, my, uh, I don't know, my market is, is here in Eniat and in Wenatchee, which is a nearby town. And most people don't know. Um, but anyways, yeah. And so <laughs> I'm talking about like small towns here, but, uh, but yeah, you know, and, uh, and building off of that, you know, even when I do get orders off of Facebook and stuff, it's people who have followed me who are local, you know. Um, so having that local base is definitely good. Um, but be cautious. Yeah, you're don't basically uh, if you build a local market, you're mitigating risk to your investment because we've all invested thousands of dollars into this and and hundreds of hours of our time away from our families. Because we love it and it's fun and it's, it's challenging. And if, if you like yesterday, I only really ever post on Instagram and occasionally on Facebook. And if Instagram shut me down, I'd be shit out of luck. Like I have no local presence. I don't like talking to people. You know what I mean? So that it really put it into perspective that if you want to protect your investment, and not have just a shop full of niche tools that nobody else would want to buy locally. You're, you're fucked if you don't develop a local presence. Mm-hmm. All right. I think they're probably tired of that one. I think we've, I think we've beat it. Everybody we've, always talks about social media anyways. I know we beat that dead horse. Yeah. Uh, want to hear from Maritime Knife Supply? Let's talk about Maritime Knife Supply. Let's do it. Hustle and Grind is sponsored by Maritime Knife Supply. Whether you're looking for steel, abrasives, handle material, forges, epoxy, or anything for making in general, Maritime Knife Supply has you covered. And in the U.S. or Canada, they ship faster than the great Cobra Chicken Goosesses that their country is known for. Go to Maritime Knife Supply, and when you buy a 10-pack of belts, get 10% off. And tell them we sent you, eh? Eh? Thanks, Luke. Yeah, go check out our boy Lawrence at Maritime Knife Supply. He's got a whole bunch of new uh, steel on the website, which is a powder metallurgy stainless 
Damascus steel from Sweden, which is a phenomenal steel. And from what I hear, it's very easy to work with. And if you can heat treat ABL, then you can heat treat this stuff. And I don't know, everybody wants a Damascus knife until they hear about how much they have to take care of it. But if you had a stainless one, that'd be awesome. So go check out uh, Lawrence. He's got the best prices on pretty much everything. And he ships to the U.S. every single day. So go check speaking of steel, steel, if powdered metallurgy is not your thing and you like the old fashioned way. You could always go over to Baker Forge and Tool. That's a good point. That's a good point. And not only would you get something that's not necessarily a powder metallurgy, but just, you know, regular laminate steel. It's some of the coolest copper, bronze, nickel, all different kinds of exotic things that you don't have to learn how to forge weld yourself. You can just buy it from the experts. Yeah. And Coy Baker is an amazing dude and we love him. He does our intro for a totally different company. Um, that's how cool this guy is. He's a great part of the community. He is going to be exploding. And I don't mean just him. I mean him and his company, his team. We've had them on the show before, too. If you haven't heard that show, definitely go back and give that one a listen. When we had the whole Baker Forge and team, well, the majority of the Baker Forge and Tool team on the show. It was really great to talk to all of them. We love all those guys, and we're super happy to have them on board as a sponsor. And I think that Koi and the boys are going to be doing some amazing stuff in the future. Um, not that they haven't already, but Koi does not stop. Like that dude is always pushing and they just got a gigantic new workshop. Uh, if you haven't seen that, they have a, a YouTube channel um, where they've kind of documented some of the process and then he posts reels about it and stuff. And he's posting on X as well. Um, all their different uh, videos that they've posted about their new, their new shop. And I, cannot wait to see just how explosive they are going to be in the next uh year two years five years it's going to be it's going to be crazy to see what they come out with so uh and go to baker forge sorry go ahead man i was gonna say if you like if if things that are handmade holds value to you koi's boys handle every single bar of steel it's made you know most of their equipment's over 100 years old (laughs) <laughs> that's true yeah you know so like it's it's made with love like a loaf of bread okay yeah that was a weird yeah. one but yeah Whatever. Um, it, anyways it uh <laughs> hustle 10 hustle 10 10 off your order from baker forge and tool that's what we're trying to say um they support us now and we've we've always supported them because they're just such a great part of the community so um this is why we do drop in ads because we'll do a 15 minute ad <laughs> just yeah just am, am, am i still talking Jiminy christmas hey man you, you want to play some uh you want to play some fake news <laughs> sure sure code hustle right. 10 at baker forge 10 percent off anything on the website there Check we out go the new i think riptide is the new pattern that's out yes fake riptide. news it's time for some fake news Police warn that flushing drugs could create hyper-aggressive meth alligators. Police say man with no hands and no legs is armed and on the run. A man admitted to the hospital with 25 plastic toy horses inserted in his rectum. Doctors have described his condition as stable. That's right, boys and girls. This one's for you because we don't have a guest here. It's just Ryan and all of you guessing which one is the fake story. Um, I have a request. I have a request. And you don't, you don't, I don't, I don't ask for things very often. So I feel like maybe you could do it for me this time. 
um, people go and they will like share like, oh, hey, great episode. Um, loved listening to this guest or that guest. And I appreciate it every single time I see somebody sharing that they're listening to our show. That means so much to me that you guys post that up in your stories and you tag us. I want to hear you tell me whether or not you got this right. When you post, oh, hey, I listened to Hustle and Grind. I want to hear you tell me whether you were right or wrong when you were guessing on this game. And I want it to be honest. I want, I want to know if you actually guessed these things correctly. That's what I want to see from now on. You don't have to. But I'm asking you, and I'm saying, please, if you could just let me know. Let me know if you actually, you know, you actually you're good at guessing these sorts of things. So anyways, Lithuanian man arrested for faking heart attack 20 times to avoid paying the bill at restaurants. <laughs> Next up. <laughs> man who robbed bank to get away from wife sentenced to home confinement. Uh, Uh, That judge had a sick sense of humor. Sick sense of humor. And lastly, the Ohio butthole tickler. uh, The the Ohio butthole tickling bandit who escaped police is now armed and on the run in the Columbus area. Mm. That's what we got. What do you think, Ryan? Hmm. Which one's fake? Yeah, there's only one fake one. I think the first one's real. The Lithuanian man arrested for faking heart attacks 20 times to avoid paying the bill. Yeah. What's the second one again? Uh, man who man who robbed a bank to get away from his wife sentenced to home confinement. Oh, man. And then the butthole tickler. And then the butthole tickler. I'm going to go with f- butthole tickler's fake. Uh, final answer. Yep. Correct, sir. All right. Yeah, that I'm one. I'm married. The second one is way too real. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. I thought for sure that that, that one. I'm like, yeah, maybe not. I had so many stories sent into me, and I, dude, I'm out of it today. I forgot to to write down who sent me those. Uh, normally, I, I try to give a shout out to the people who send in the the stories that I read on the show. Uh, the Ohio butthole tickler. Oh my gosh! Of course, it was sent in by Brigham. Brigham Kendall. We love you, Brigham. Thank you uh, for your contribution to the show, sir. Um, but yeah, I kept, I kept searching up all these stories that people had sent me in and they were all freaking real. I'm like, well, I got to come up with something here, man. It was ridiculous. Uh, people send me stuff and I, I, I'm like, no, no way. That's real. Wrong. The world is a much crazier place than, uh, than I would like it to be. Uh, Lithuanian man arrested for the faking heart attack sent in by David Burke of OLC knives. Thank you, sir, for your contribution to the show. And I can't find the other one, so uh, we'll just uh, we'll just go with that. Sorry. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Oh. Jeez. I'm starting to think that Honor and Toby don't like us no more. Oh, I don't think I even listened to their show this week. Why are you saying that? Because we're trying to do this crossover episode. Keep ghosting me. Sons of bitches, I'm calling you out on the air. Well, Motherfuckers. I like how we yep. ran out of we ran out of things to say for a second, so there was a minute of dead air, and that immediately made you think of fire and steel. <laughs> Shots fired. Ah. I love those <sighs> guys. If I yeah. upset them, I'm sorry. I know I I'm didn't, not, but I'm just I'm talking not sorry shit. at all. No, I genuinely think I forgot to listen to their show this week. 
Uh, oh no, wait, it's Sunday. It just came out yesterday. That's right. They didn't have a show um, last week. The week um, before. They're fucking slacking. They're slacking, dude. What's up it's with slacking. this? What's the I mean, British word for a slacker? I don't know. Probably a wanker. Or a, a, a dosser. A tosser? A dosser. Is that what oh, a D, with a D or a T? Tosser? I don't know. Dosser? I don't know. They get some fucked up slang over there. But yeah. Yeah. Honor called me a word and I had to Google it and it meant something <laughs> far worse than I expected it to mean. <laughs> I can't even remember what the word was, but it was like, ah, oh, man, no, it's going to bug me. Uh, I, can't I don't even know why I'm bringing it up because you snooze, you lose. I filled all the spots till the end of the year. So suck it. Sorry, guys. Suck we're it. supposed to do a crossover where we post the same episode on each channel and then see who gets more views. I think they were afraid of the competition. I think that's what it was. It had to have been. Yeah. Had to have been. Brits know what happens when you get into wars with Americans. Just saying. Uh, I was, uh, I got an angry DM from somebody the other day because we were, we were reading off, uh, oh no, we were doing this or that. And I, and I, I, I threw something out there and one of our listeners actually had a coffee come out of his nose. I believe it was about the moaning anvil. I think that was what it was. That was a good one. I think the moaning anvil might go down in, in, in H and G history as like the best this or that question of all time. And I'm pretty proud of that. Um, it's not very often that I get DMs just about like, you know, questions. Usually it's about, you know, like a topic that somebody brings up on the show or some valuable information. Speaking of valuable information, the one thing I did get a lot of DMs about um, was when we had Mareko on the show. We were talking about uh, stacking up steel for your initial billet and not cleaning off any of the factory mill scale. Mm-hmm. Qualifier. We're talking about the first 412. So this is something that I had to clarify to a couple people. When when you draw well, yeah. out the billet, well, he said I, he leaves I, the fucking stickers on it. I'd say that's so, pretty well, obvious. <laughs> well, I just wanted to make sure because I don't want people to like get you know angry DMs like, oh hey, you told me not to clean the scale off in between forge wells. But like, no, no, that's not what I said. It was the first one, the initial forge well. That's all we were talking about. So yeah, you still have to clean up your billets in between, of course. I mean, n- that scale isn't going to go away. Right. But apparently stickers do. I haven't had the balls to try stickers. Um, I got to say, like that was. Like, well, I, I imagine, you know, forge welding temperatures, every bit of that sticker is reduced to fucking ash. Well, but the adhesive, I don't know. Is there like chemicals in the adhesive that like might stick? I guess not because Mareko does it. It's just, it seemed really odd to me. But I don't yeah, know. Anyways. I figured out if you heat treat a knife with Sharpie on the blade and then you try and etch it. The name will, sticks on there. The name sticks on there. Yeah. I remember you saying that. That was funny. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and actually speaking of Morocco, so I um I took his advice when he told me how he quenches his integrals. Um, because I was kind of worried that with this one that I'm doing, I might have an issue with basically the the thermal mass of the bolster sucking out so much heat that it doesn't allow for a proper etch on the on the bolster area, essentially creating like an auto hormone. Um and I did it exactly how Mareko says to do it, and it worked perfectly. So, and very minimal decarb following the way that he described how he goes about it, and really went smoothly. I was very happy with the result. So, a lot of a uh, lot of information that I know a lot of people got a lot out of that episode, 
And uh, so I appreciate everyone reaching out to me about that one. I've never gotten more DMs about a single episode. That was great. So um, glad you guys well, yeah, it's got a lot of we kind of well, expected that. But yeah. I just thought of something and this Let's could be it. really dumb or really genius. So the moaning anvil. I wonder if there's a way because it's all metal. Yeah. To to have your hammer complete a circuit when you hit the anvil. And it will blast a moaning sound out of a speaker somehow. I think it would be easier to attach a. Oh crap! Is it called a piezo resistor? What when it picks up the vibration and it completes the circuit? I can't remember. It's, it's there's a certain type of uh, sensor or circuit that you can create where you can just attach it to the anvil. So every time it it senses the vibration of the hammer striking steel, it completes the circuit, and then it would make that noise. <laughs> so it's doable it's doable and you know what i know i know that a lot of people that listen to the show are very handy with electronics and i know that a lot of people could make that happen and if they did if, if somebody does this and i'm not kidding here if you do this and you post a reel doing it i will send you something i'm not going to tell you what it is but it will be fairly fairly significant i will send you something if you if you make this happen, I will I will get your address and I will send you something rather special. Um, so I highly recommend that anybody who's capable of doing something like that definitely should do it. not not just for me. I mean, because I want to see it really really badly. But uh, can you imagine the views that you're going to get on that? I'm telling you, this uh, is. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude! It was super exciting for me the the other uh, yesterday. I was forging, and I'm working on this special project, and I can talk about it now. Um, so I'll just go ahead and tell everybody what I'm making. Uh, I'm making Damascus sporks. This was a a question that got brought up again during the Morocco episode. We talked about making Damascus sporks, and I am collaborating with someone to make these Damascus sporks. I'm not going to tell you who yet. Um, but there will be maybe four available when I'm done. Uh, I've got two forged out now. It's it's not like top of the list project. I've got orders that I have to worry about. Um, but these are a lot of fun to make. So I'm making these Damascus sporks. I'm going to be collaborating with somebody. And they are going to be the most special Damascus sporks that you've ever seen in your life. Probably because you've never seen a Damascus spork. At least I don't think anybody's been stupid enough to do it until I came along. Innovator, um, man. That's what I'm saying. Innovator. Telling you what, brother. Creating them innovations. Right here. Um, So anyways, uh, I'm forging out this Damascus spork. And when I I forge, that is 100% my drug. But it's only 60% forging. The other 40% of it is loud, screamy death metal. In my earbuds, just pump it at full volume. We're talking like animal noises, blast beats. The most disgusting thing you've ever heard in your life. Uh, mostly Lorna Shore, but uh, one of my favorite bands is uh, Electric Callboy. They're basically like party metal. Like we're talking like electronica, like beats plus it's it's fantastic. I'm forging out this spoon and all of a sudden I realize my hammer is perfectly in tune to the bass drum in this song that I'm listening to. So it's like as I'm hammering it out, it was the most like amazing feeling I've ever had in my life when all of a sudden my hammer was just like perfectly in tune to the song that's being blasted at full volume into my ears. I can't just like, 
I can't describe what an amazing feeling this was. It was fantastic. I, I loved it. It was, it was, I, it was so surreal because I wasn't intending it. It just happened. And it was just like mind blowing. It was, it was fantastic. Wow. The hit of dopamine was just unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. I can't even tell you. Can't even describe it. So, yeah. Speaking of music, what have you been listening to, Ryan? Hmm. What have I been listening to? Let me look. I listened sure. to uh, Taylor Swift. Lot, I'm sure. It's <laughs> T Swift. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of shit you don't listen to. That's why we work well together. We're completely different, but the same. Same, but not same. But different. I listen to but a lot of Chris same. Webby. Do you I know don't who know Chris who Chris Webby is. is. No, I listen saying? to a lot of. He's a white rat. He's a white rapper from Vermont or Connecticut. Oh, okay. Uh, I like how you have to specify. You can't just say he's well, a he's rapper. Very M- like, he's Eminem. He's like very Eminem inspired. You can hear it in his voice. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, I listen to Teddy Swims sometimes if I feel like vibing. Jelly Roll, obviously, I love Jelly Roll. Uh, mm-hmm. Coulter Wall is the man. Uh, I listen to a lot of weird shit, dude. Falling in <laughs> reverse if I want some emo no, shit. Yeah. No, really? Yeah. Oh, that's awful. Dude, my my guilty my guilty listen that I don't let anybody hear me listening to is Panic at the Disco. <laughs> <laughs> 2007, here we come. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, I like all the old stuff from when I was growing up. From the Total Request Live days. What do you still listen to from back in the day? Nothing. But randomly, I'll just like, I'll put on a song. Like, I used to listen to Richard Cheese a lot. Do you know who Richard Cheese is? No. He sings, uh, he sings like hit 2000 songs, like Closer by Nine Inch Nails. But he does it in Frank Sinatra lounge style. (laughs) Okay, that sounds funny. (laughs) It's great. Um, I love good stuff. Uh, tools, tool, perfect circle, Pucifer, any of Maiden, Maynard's bands, those yeah. they're, you know, they're real melodic. So it's good to get into the flow state. It's, you know, yeah, no, it really does. It's been a while. I go through phases. I'll go through like a tool phase and I'll just listen to their entire discography. Um, I haven't had one in a while. Um, something I've been listening to. There's a new, uh, new album out, um, from silent planet. Uh, basic metalcore band, I guess I would say, but they incorporate some electronic, like weird, spooky sounds in there. It's a lot of fun to listen to. Um, they've actually they've been around for a long time, but I've never really gotten deep into listening to them, and so I kind of recently have done that. One thing that I've really listened to a lot lately has been Lorna Shore, and it's a lot of people hate on Lorna Shore, um, because it's the. I don't know how to describe it. It's the white noise kind of metal that like when people are like, Oh, I don't like listening to metal. It's just a bunch of screaming and like white noise. That's, that's what Lorna Shore is. Like, it's just like, (laughs) it's straight blast beats. But here's the thing. Like they have, they incorporate like a lot of orchestra and like some like weird, like, uh, choir singing in like certain parts of it. So it's kind of dream theater, like dream theater. Yeah. Uh, But it's, 
so the the lead singer is widely considered to be one of the most talented metal vocalists. He creates noises that no human should be able to create, and he does it in perf- with perfect technique to where he can go from talking in a normal voice. Like he doesn't get raspy. Like he has the perfect technique. Like he can always just like speak normally. And then the next second come out with this demon sounding. Bleh, I don't know. Um, but man, it just relaxes the shit out of me. I can't even tell you like um, if I get stressed out, I just put on some Lorna shore as, as loud as humanly possible. And it just relaxes the shit out of me. I actually listened to it one time while I was like, it's like really like getting run down at work. I'm like, I need something to pump me up. Like, um, it's just, what's the heaviest thing I can think of? And I was like, Oh, listen to Lorna shore. And it was so chill. I started to fall asleep while I was at work listening to it. So, um, I've started to dude, when it gets freaking dark outside, you know what? Let's go ahead and we're going to go, we're going to go down a r- little bit of a rabbit hole here that I've been dealing with. So, in Maine, I'm assuming it's probably the same elevate or the same more longitudinally close to um, where I am. It gets dark at 4 p.m. here now. It gets dark at 4 p.m. Okay. So I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I go to work and it's dark. I work in a big metal shop, which is essentially a cave. And I don't see the sun except for on test drives. And then I leave right as it's getting dark and I get home and it's dark. It's freaking depressing, man. Like this is the hardest time of the year for me every single year. And apparently it's men's mental health month. So we're going to talk about this. So I came up with a technique that I think might be helpful to some people who struggle. Cause I, I hear from our listeners, a lot of people struggle with this and the darkness is just the freaking worst for me. And I came up with a technique that has been working well for me. So I freaking can't stand the dark and I, and to the point where I'm almost like scared of it. Like I start to get scared like when this time of year rolls around because I know how negatively it's going to affect my brain. And it reminded me of Batman Begins. I get a lot of inspiration from in my life from like movies and stuff like this. I know it sounds weird, but. It's, it's the way I am. So it's the autism. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm a little autistic. So, um, I am. All right. Let's, let's just be honest. So in Batman begins, he's talking to at the beginning. I don't remember the freaking names and stuff, but he's talking to the dude. And he's like, well, what are you scared of? And he goes, I don't know. Bats. I'm scared of bats. And he's like, that's your symbol. That's what, that's, what's going to drive you. And it's like, what? That doesn't make any sense. So I decided because I hate the dark. No, I love the dark. I will not be scared of it. I will not be angry at it because that's another big thing is I get mad that it's dark. Um, and that puts me in a freaking spiral again. Not only am I okay with the dark, I love it. Now, obviously that's not true. But I'm going to convince myself that it is. And I'm going to not, I'm not even going to accept the fact that it's dark. I'm going to enjoy the fact that it's dark. And I'm going to create in my mind a situation where it's preferable that it's dark. If I'm outside and it's freaking dark out and I've got the only lights are coming from my forge and inside of my shop. It's like, it's like I'm the only person in the world. You know, I can just be out there and I can be in this flow state. 
or I'm just enjoying foraging. It doesn't matter that it's cold. I got a freaking 2000 degree forge going. It doesn't matter that it's dark. I have the light of the forge. I have the light of my shop. I can see just fine. I can see all that I need to see. Not only am I not upset that it's dark, I love it. And I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to enjoy every second of it because that's what I need to do in order to survive. So that can be applied in many different areas. If there's something Damn, that you're man. scared of that's causing you to get into that mental spiral that's just so negative, don't just accept it. Embrace it. Cause that to be your motivator. Cause that to be what pushes you to push past it. You're not just you're not just trying to get up to it and be like okay with it. You're trying to move past it embrace it and turn it into something that's even better than what it would be if that if that obstacle wasn't in your way in the first place i wish i had some light piano music <laughs> that i could be playing in the background that's okay it's not necessary. <laughs> but yeah so I, anyways yeah i don't have that problem i'm a night owl fucking i yeah i'm like cool nobody can see me <laughs> You know, I can't see yeah. in the dark, though. My vision's not great. I wear I wear glasses. I don't know I'm on right now, but yeah. And uh, if it's not five feet in front of me, it's a blurry blob. But, yeah. And, and I mean, at the end of the day, does it really matter? It's right. It's just basically what yeah. you're saying. It, it boils down to facing your what's bugging you, whatever it may be, and being making it your bitch. Exactly. You're not you're not just trying to accept it. You're trying to turn it into something that helps you. Right. Going yeah. further than you would if you were just okay with it. I I it, maybe it's cuz I've lived in Maine most of my life, but seasonal depression doesn't really get me until like the very end of winter. Like right when we're yeah. coming out of it, I'm like I'm fucking over this shit. But for the most part, I'm I'm pretty acclimated to it now, and I'm a night owl, so that helps. Yeah, that you know, helps the only a lot. reason I yeah the only reason I get up at six in the morning is because I have to go to work. Yeah, it, you know, I'd be going to bed at five in the morning. I just my brain doesn't operate on a normal what do they call it circadian clock or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, circadian rhythm. Yeah, the only thing that really bugs me about it is just you know like the start right here when we're just getting into it, the end. And then the middle and then all those things in between that as well. Yeah. I'm not a vampire or nothing. <laughs> I like sunlight. <laughs> Summertime is awesome. You know, you go through six months of winter, it's freezing out. And then it, all of a sudden you can walk outside in your underwear and you're like sweating. It's like, oh, it's so <laughs> nice, you know, but yeah. yeah. Well, that's why it was nice today to get a break and just walk out and be like in the sun. It was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing, you know, but again four o'clock going to roll around. It's going to be dark and I'm going to feel like going to bed because I'm going to feel like the day is over, but I'm not going to allow that to happen. I'm going to push past it and I'm going to embrace it and, uh, and allow it to help me. So, yeah, my issue lately has been like, I'm trying to not be such a fat fuck. And, uh, yeah, that's a tough, that's a tough thing. Yeah. Sugar is sugar is a son of a bitch. And, uh, like Some people I, say it's as, it's as addictive as cocaine. I have quit smoking several times. It's never been an issue for me to quit smoking. As soon as I make that switch, I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Whatever. Um, sugar 
is something totally different. Like you crave it in just a, a totally different way. Mm-hmm. And and I'm just starting to like not crave it anymore. I had, so I've been on a low carb, low sugar as short of a trip from the soil to my plate as I can diet for like two and a half, three weeks now. I'm down like 12 pounds. Damn. Good for you, dude. I had my first cheat day yesterday and I what ate. Did you have? Uh, some Rice Krispie treats and uh, some like chocolate covered cherries. <laughs> and not, not it tasted, bad, really. It was amazing. It was I was like, oh, my God, I haven't tasted anything sweet. I've been drinking my coffee with just milk in it. It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> but I oh, woke up dude. this morning and I felt like total dog shit. Like I did before I started the diet. Since I've been on the diet, I wake up in the morning. I have energy, even if I didn't sleep that much. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, like you actually notice a difference. So it, it's like I I did this once before, like three years ago. I quit nicotine, sugar, caffeine, and carbs all in the same day. Bro. And I was just fucked up for like two weeks. Just my body was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I lost 40 pounds in three months. Dang. But I gained it all back as soon as I stood as soon as I fell off, I gained it all back because you can't you can't bulk change your lifestyle like that. So I'm I'm spacing it out. I'm getting my eating under control and then I'm going to quit smoking. Nice. And then I'm going to worry about like exercise or whatnot. I mean, I do. I never stop moving. It's not like I'm sitting around watching TV. But right. there's a difference between work exercise and exercise exercise. Huge difference. I mean, when I first started going to the gym, it amazed me how many muscles I just don't use at my day job. And I'm a mechanic. Like I'm lifting things. I'm pulling things. I'm doing stuff like that all the time. But there's something different about going to the gym. And it just it helps you in a lot of different ways. My fingers are really strong. They're really lean. I can twist things like this. I know we can bolts see by it, hand that yeah. I can turn bolts by hand that nobody else can. That doesn't help your heart though. <laughs> doesn't, help your, doesn't really help your circulation or anything else. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Well, that's awesome, dude. I'm really, uh, I'm really happy to hear that. It's, it's yeah. a tough one because sugar is in everything and not it's just, so, I should point out, I'm not just quitting sugar. I'm quitting seed oils too. And that's even harder, not yeah, physically that's... on your body, but when you look at anything you eat, if you're not eating like pure food, if it went into a factory, it's got fucking seed oil in it. Yeah, that's that's rough, man. Yeah, being able to find things that don't have seed. Like if you if you go into a grocery store, I'd say ninety five percent of the things there have seed oils in them. Like it's ridiculous. So that that alone is a really tough thing. To I thought uh, about making a video. And take, because we got old push mowers at work that are fucking just, they're going to go to scrap, you know, but they still run. And I mm-hmm. thought about draining the oil out and refilling it with canola oil and seeing how long it would run for. Why not? Fuck it. We do go shit like it. that at work all the time. One time me and Chancey had a push mower and we tied the handle down so it stayed running. And Chancey took a ball peen hammer and smashed it through the side of the crankcase. And it was still running, so we started like throwing rocks in there and like dirt, and, like seeing how long it would run for. It's amazing what an engine will tolerate. Hmm. Wow. Anyways, I went off on a tangent there, but 
That's okay. Yeah. That's what we're all about today. That's that's part of why I, I'm wrapping up all my custom orders because I need to shift my focus and my health needs to be. This last gout flare was the worst one I've ever had. And if you've never experienced gout, you have no fucking idea how painful it is. It's unbelievable. Hmm. It makes you depressed. Like, you, yeah. I would, I'm just laying in bed. I had to, like, crawl to go to the bathroom. I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. Jeez. Like, I'm 38. This is this is a problem. I need to not be like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, uh, I, can't, I can't imagine. That would yeah. be freaking brutal, man. And then yeah, I look back at the blade opener. pictures. Like, there's a picture of me and Jason Knight, and my belly is just, like, fucking huge and <laughs> sticking out. And I'm like, gross, man. <laughs> what the fuck gross uh motivation anyways yeah motivation yeah all right man well hey we've been going for an hour i think we should probably we got one more sponsor i think we need to shout out real quick and then we should what probably we, yeah we'll play an ad and now. then we'll read out the patrons oh that's right we got you know what let's read out the patrons and i want to do something different i want to read out the patrons and uh we'll we'll pause and uh you know, shout them out for not like, no, like do like a full like Instagram dive, but let's shout out the patrons and like, you know, mention something about each of them, you know, show them a little extra appreciation since it's, since we've been a little slack on talking about them. Should we call them bad names? No, we're going to call them good names because here in the United States, we don't do weird shit like that. <laughs> it is entertaining though. That's why. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Hustle and Grind podcast is sponsored by Phoenix Abrasives, your one-stop abrasive shop. When you go to phoenixabrasives.com, click the shop icon in the upper right-hand corner to find all the abrasives you'll ever need. Check out the Incinerator 36-grit ceramic belts, along with the Trizact gator belts that the hosts of Hustle and Grind use every day. When you check out, use code HUSTLE10 for 10% off your entire order. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Luke. Not to uh, mention fast shipping. We always talk about fast shipping with Lawrence, but man, those guys at Phoenix know about it too. Uh, I posted my story the other day and I ordered something at like, I don't know, 8 a.m. By like 10 or 11 a.m., I got a shipping notification that they were already sending it. So props to them. And I mean, they've always been really fast and uh, they get stuff to me in under a week, which is as good as it gets if you live in Washington. So well done for them. And you guys should all continue because I know you already do, but continue to use that code and uh, support our guys over there at Phoenix braces. Right. And I want to, you know, say if you want to support us, you can head over to patreon.com. It's only a dollar a month. It really helps us out. You can do more if you feel like it. Um, But if you don't, you don't. And then you get access to the after shows and our after shows are a little different than all the other podcasts after shows because they're almost full length episodes <laughs> on average. Be, yeah, for sure. Yeah. On average, we do about 45 minutes for an after show. So it's not just like a little 15 minute banger and then we're done. Um, yeah. And, and like I've said in the, in the recent past, like some, some good information is actually in the after shows, um, especially with some of our really knowledgeable guests that we've had on recently, you know, we, we dive deep into questions and stuff and we, you know, we actually have a really good conversation in the after show. It's not all, you know, champagne and dick jokes. (laughs) 
Ryan, but, are you there? All right. You want me to read out the patrons? Are you there? I don't know. What do you think? Uh, and we're back. Yeah. Yeah, we're back. Sorry about that, guys. Whoopsie. All right. So we're going to read out the patrons now. All right. Because um, we love all you guys. Let's back scroll back up. We've got Wade Plumlee. Plumlee. Greg... He came and uh, dropped by my booth at the Antioch Makers Market. I got to meet him in person. Rad dude. Um, and he's got clean work, too. He lives, I think, a couple hours south of me, but I think he was up here um visiting family or something. So we swung by my booth. So that was super cool. So nice. thanks for, uh, thanks for supporting us on Patreon, man. Uh, we got Greg Knuckles. I don't know Greg Knuckles, but thank you, sir. I don't either. Thank you, sir. We appreciate you. We all know this guy, Micah Dunn. Oh, we love Micah Dunn. Micah's that dude has man. been freaking killing it lately. I mean, that guy has so much freaking drive. He's like always going to shows. He's pushing the limits on what he can do. He's busting out a batch of those uh, EDC like scalpel type knives that he makes right now. I've been watching him in his stories doing all that. Love Micah Dunn. Love everything he does. I'm playing with uh, Twist Damascus Santuco right now. He made the steel for me. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got survives in every film. That's Joel uh, Joey Atilano. That is a top tier maker right there. Thank you very much, sir, for uh, for supporting our show. That's awesome. We got Chaz Balangi. I don't know Chaz, but thank you, sir. Yes, thank you, Chaz. I believe he follows us on Instagram. Sweet. Uh, this guy may or may not be coming on soon. Depends on how we can work uh, time travel. But uh, Ben cuts knife works. Oh my gosh, Ben's a freaking riot. He also has been uh, doing the shows lately. I just got a DM from him today. He actually did really well at a knife show in uh, Adelaide, down under. So congrats to him um, for that. And uh, yeah, he's a dedicated listener of ours. We love that dude. He called me the other day, and he's an Australian. So uh, it's like um, oh, who, who the Shane Gillis. He's like, I don't, I don't, I don't care. What it is, well, what situation you're in, but if there's an Australian talking, it's going to be funny. And, <laughs> and that's pretty much what talking to Ben is like. He's a, he's a character and uh, really enjoy talking to that guy. So, yeah, hopefully we can get him on the show. Yeah, it's like a 14 hour time difference. That's why I said we got to do some like time traveling. <laughs> yeah. uh, we got just Brad at Brad's Customs. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Brad. Uh, David Burke. And I believe he's OLC Knives. Dave Burke, OLC Knives, one of the most dedicated sender in of stories. And uh, he's been up to my shop a couple times. Very generous dude. Love that guy. Uh, Donovan Shelton. I don't know Donovan, but thank you, sir. Yes, thank you, Donovan. CJ Miller. CJ's a great maker. He's a cool maker. He makes machines and attachments and stuff like that as well. He's always trying to like innovate and come up with like different solutions for like grinder attachments and random stuff like that. He does a lot of CAD work. Um, he's always sharing designs with me and stuff. So really cool dude. And one of our very few uh, metal listeners on the show. So thank you for making me not feel alone, sir. <laughs> We've got badass Bob Gore. Bob Gore's Bob the man. Gore. Um, is that... Metal Storm Forge on Instagram, I yes. believe. Yes. 
Yeah, he's uh, only only a couple knives into the making, but you want to talk about a dude that's coming right out of the gate with some clean work. <laughs> well done, man. That's awesome. We got James Buck. I don't know James Buck, but thank you, sir. I He may be local to me. I know a James Buck. I wonder if it's the same guy. Um, we got Brian House. That's Matt Bicker at DIY Europe. Of the WFI Europe podcast. That's right. Uh, Matt Baldwin at Baldwin Blades. Baldwin, dude, clean work. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever talked to him, but very clean work. Thank you very much, sir. We got Brent Dignam of Crossbean Forge. Brent is a maker, but he's also hilarious. Yes, he is. He's always, uh, he's one of those people who, if, if I say something on the show, he's willing to make a reel out of it. So thank you very much, sir. Uh, Great Ameribraid. Those guys need no introduction. They yeah, are we already talked about them enough. The gold standard of <laughs> people. Uh, Travis Haynes at Bird Forge. Bird Forge, shout out to that dude. He's been. You want to talk about hustling and grinding, man? That guy has been all about it. He's uh, sponsoring the WFI now, and he's coming out with all kinds of new products. The only one I saw was a, like a hand balm. Which is fantastic. I mean, you know, that's something that all of us need. He's he's looking for a, a, a need in the market and then trying to cover it. So shout out to him. He's doing good work. Uh, Colin Hayworth of Hayworth Handmade. What's up, dude? Talked to him recently. Good dude. Um, our little hobbit buddy, uh, Jeremy at 419 Forging. Shout out to Jeremy. He's one of our buddies. He's an interesting person because he actually has Benjamin Button syndrome. So he was born an old man, and that's the older true, he yeah. gets, the younger he looks. And not many people can say that. So I mean, that's a unique factor. So well done, him. <laughs> uh, wood by Moeller. Shout out to my boy material. Ryan. Yeah. Absolutely, that guy's always dropping stuff. Another another hustler, man. He's got drops almost uh, almost every week, and it's great segmented stuff. He sells single uh, like mono mono scales and stuff like that. And it's always really well priced. Good dude. Good dude. Alexander Sloat at Devlin Forge. I don't think I know him, but I've heard that name so many freaking times. So thank you very much, sir. Uh, Brian Hunt at Hidden Rose Forge. Everybody knows Brian Hunt. Dude's awesome. If you need any CAD CAD files done or anything like that, go hit up your man, Brian Hunt. Uh Will from Maine at Spruce.Hoot Studio. I actually talked to Will this morning. He So in the grinding room, I've got like a blower similar to the ones that you put on the Apollo Forge. And right, yeah. so he, he made me a nozzle because that's going to be the blower that ejects the uh, dust from my shop. Oh, sweet. That's awesome. Um, um, yeah, so I got a bone to pick with our listeners. Um, I know for a fact that we have quite a few people that listen to this show and I've shouted out Will from Maine several times and he still only has 532 followers on Instagram and it kind of pisses me off because this dude is so innovative he's a really good knife maker he just made his first axe and the axe looks phenomenal he does all kinds of 3d printing stuff he makes jigs he makes um like scribes like all kinds of cool stuff Please, for the love of God, will you go follow spruce.hill.studio on Instagram? The guy makes cool stuff. He deserves way more followers. Please. Thank you. Absolutely. We got Brian Cohn 
of the B Cone Knives and the Work For It podcast and the Work For It podcast too. Shout out. Everybody knows Brian Cone. Everybody knows B Cone. Soon to transform into his alter ego, Sharp Santa. That's coming up soon. I can. I, I feel like the the bag is starting to grow on his back already. He's morphing, <laughs> like Quasimodo. <laughs> You're all welcome for that mental image. <laughs> we got Jared Weaver at Weaver's Custom Metalworks. His Instagram is Master of Metal Manipulation. Solid work out of that dude. Don't think I've talked to him, but I've seen his work. Good stuff. We got Maximus Knives. That's Neil Warren, creator of Neil. the. Uh, what's he named? Max his thing? Grip. The Max Grip. The hot Max stamp. Grip Hot Stamp Jig. Yep. Available Solid at most dude. of the most of the top distributors that we all deal with. Yeah. Um, we got Ira Housewert. Great blacksmith. Ira's the man. He's been on Ira's, before. Oh yeah, Ira's super cool. That guy. Yeah, want to want to talk about a dude that just has talent in his hands, <laughs> like whatever he does, it's amazing. That guy is so cool. Love, I love everything he makes. I mean, he made this railing, and you, you look at the railing, you're like, wow, it's a really cool railing. And then you start to look at some of the details and like these little things that he put in. There. I'm like, my brain won't even allow me to like look at all the different aspects of this, let alone create all those different aspects. Like he's got he's got an amazing talent just to be able to look at all those details and handle all of them. Right. He was love seeing his work. He was born in the wrong century. Right. (laughs) You know. Um, Yeah. And I can tell that because his email is an AOL account. (laughs) Just kidding, Ira. Uh, Uh, Next one is uh, Timber Tiger Forge. That's Chris Magnus. Chris Magnus. Badass dude. He makes all kinds of Damascus steels. He sells his Damascus steels and he will sell you things to make Damascus steel, whether it's 15 and 20 different types of stuff. He shoot. He, he takes logging chain and twists it up and forges it. If you want to just buy that already done Um, all kinds of great stuff from Chris, I bought some raw iron from him. It's really hard for me to find raw iron for some reason for a while there. And boom, he had some for a really reasonable price. So I bought a bunch of it from him. So if you're ever looking for anything like that, Go check out Timber Tiger Forge on Instagram. I'm super jealous he was posting his uh, plasma table the other day, and I want one. <laughs> yeah. uh, we got our buddy Darren over at Stormlight Forge. Everybody knows Darren. Darren's doing awesome work with like beads and worry stones made out of Damascus. And coming up with new and interesting ways to etch them and heat treat them to get colors out of the Damascus and the different steels. Super awesome. I've got one of his worry stones. I freaking love it. Um, Everybody should go check him out for sure. Bremner built knives. Another solid, solid maker. I don't, I don't know if I've talked to him very much, but he's got good work. Eric Andrews at Sourwood Creations. They make like furniture and stuff, and their work is exceptional. Nice. Yeah, they're great guys. Go and follow them. Jared at Echo Blades. Everybody knows Jared. Jared's Hi, Jared. How you doing, buddy? How's it going? I love Jared. Jared's one of one of my buddies, dude. I he he's he's one of those people who like after Blade, like I just miss seeing him. You know, like it's so tough to like be friends with these people from like so far away and you don't get to see them like on a regular basis. Um but Jared's one of those dudes where if he lived close to me, we'd be hanging out way more. So I absolutely love that guy. And he's doing some crazy I don't know if you if you haven't seen um Echo Blaze on Instagram, he took a a, a leg vice and he painted it 
in the most crazy, awesome, like 90s Miami colors. And he nicknamed it the Miami Vice. <laughs> and I freaking died laughing. I died laughing. And it looks so freaking cool. Like, it's so awesome. So, yeah, go give him a follow. He's always doing cool stuff. And uh, he's got a buddy that helps him fab up some amazing things for his tooling in his shop. So definitely, uh, definitely worth a follow if you're not already following Echo Blades. Uh, we got Brian Henningkamp of Tortuga Blade Works. Brian's Tortuga the man. Blade Works. Yeah, he was just on um, that old Canadian podcast the other day with Dennis um, and the Abstract Blacksmith. Ford, yeah, um, Forge Side Chat. Shout out yeah, to those boys. That was a great episode. I, I listened to it, and it was it was phenomenal to hear him and Dennis. And it was just a great show. So uh, if you haven't listened to that, go give that a listen. And uh, yeah, Brian's a great dude. We got. Uh, our voiceover extraordinaire himself, Crafty Man Forge. <laughs> Everybody knows Luke. Everybody hears yeah. him every single week. Uh, this guy, his name is Asshole, and that's you. What, no, what did you just call me? It's That's what you wrote your name on your <laughs> Patreon is Asshole. Hmm, okay. We got Dustin Driver at Driver Defense Knives. Dude. You want to talk about some really sweet work. You know, like most people, they're either folder guys or they're fixed blade guys. Like there are very few people who do both. And this guy does exquisite work with both. And uh, I was trying to get into folders for a little while and I talked to him a little bit about it and he gave me some amazing advice. Very knowledgeable guy and just some of the coolest knives that you'll see on your feed if you follow him. So definitely check him out. He has great swag too, hats, t-shirts, stuff oh, like that. Yeah, yeah. His graphic um, design stuff is awesome. Maritime Knife Supply. We all know Lawrence. Um, what a lot of people might not know is Lawrence actually makes knives, and his knife making is LGL knives. So if you don't follow LGL knives, go check out Lawrence's private knife making Instagram. There you go. That's, That's where he posts his knife stuff. Uh, Zachary Powell, uh, Zachary Sowell at Petter Nostri Fabrica. Zach's a great dude. Saw him a lot at Blade. Yep. Stayed in the house with him. Yep. Uh, Trox Claire Custom Cutlery. Another great contributor to the show. He's always sending me stuff to, uh, to post or to read out for the stories for Florida Man or fake news or whatever. Absolutely. Uh, we got Honor is still a wanker. That's uh, Tyrell Knifeworks. Huh? Okay, fair enough. If, if you don't know who Dennis Tyrell is, I can't help you at this point. No, um, no point in saying anything else other than that. Uh, we got my buddy here, Todd Harrington of TH Blades. What's up, Todd? How you doing, man? Everybody loves Todd. We've got a former sponsor, but still a patron, BexArmory.com. Richard Beck is a fantastic guy to deal with. Dude, he's a great guy and a wealth of knowledge, and he'll share anything, anything and everything with you. And uh, he is building a new shop, and it looks phenomenal. Uh, if you're not following Bex Armory, go uh, go check that out. He's got, I'm sure he has some amazing plans to build uh, build his business out of that thing because it's a crazy cool looking shop. So it looks big. Shout out to him. <laughs> it's big. It's like a barn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Uh, this next one's interesting. It's George William Fader. Interesting. Okay. It's 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 Mark Vanderwerf at one one eight blades, but 
Mark message me. I don't understand the reference. Uh, yeah. That's okay. We got Mark LeBlanc. That's Papa Hatchy Axe. Good dude up there in uh, Canada, right? Yes. Uh, and then we got our buddy Brigham Kendall. His name on here is no effort, but still listening to Honor and Toby. Yeah, okay. Well, that's cool if you're listening to Honor and Toby, but are you listening to the Hustle and Grind US? If you're listening to the Hustle and Grind UK, that's all well and good, but like, come on, man. What's what's that about? (laughs) Come on, Brigham. Come on. We're your boys. (laughs) We got Jason Moss. It's a Rue Blade Blade Works. Good dude. I he was um he was recently he's building a guitar um out of some amazing curly wood and it looked phenomenal. Um I haven't seen much knife work out of him recently, but he made comment about that when he posted his guitar. Apparently he's still doing that, but he's uh on a little bit of a sidekick here. So yeah, sometimes su- super we cool work. Gears. Yeah, For absolutely. Sure. Next one is Amanda Hugging Kiss. Mm. That's that's Keith over at knifematerial.at, the other host of uh Work for Europe. Amanda Hugging Kiss, that's right on. Original, right? Yeah. <laughs> I believe it's a Simpsons reference. Oh, okay. Um, All right. <laughs> but then we got Donnie Dulovich. Donnie D's the man. I want to get Donnie D back on again so we can talk about South Park. Yeah, absolutely. Donnie D is super cool, man. Um, spent a lot, uh, a decent amount of time in the pit at Blade with him. Just a great guy to talk to and great taste in whiskey. So shout out to Donnie <laughs> D. He's a good man. I like him. And we appreciate all the patrons. I want to ask the patrons to do us a favor and send me, not Noah, but me on my personal account or the Hustle and Grind account on Instagram because I control that one too. Um, send me what you want to hear topics of on the after show. So that way we get, we normally we just wing it and do what we do, but I think it'd be nice. It'd be more value for you guys. If you guys had some input and we're like, Hey Ryan, talk about boobs, whatever. <laughs> I don't, you know what I mean? I don't care. Send me anything. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, getting getting the listeners involved is 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 important, and uh, you guys are the ones that are you know the the ones that are listening to the after show. So uh, if you want it tailor made just for you, then you have that ability to give your input. And we don't hide who we have on as guests. So I mean, if there's a specific question you want asked to a a, a person that we have coming on the show, then um, yeah, you can have that ability to yeah. ask a question to whoever you want. Coming on the Shoot table. me a DM and be like, who's on this week? And I'll be like, blah, 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 blah. Next week is Mean Mug Pistons. Yeah. So, so. if you don't follow him, go check his workout because it's fucking awesome. Um, he's not a knife maker, but he's still a maker, um, just in a different medium. Yeah, he's an auto body worker who makes these really cool artistic uh, pistons with like faces, hand carved. Well, I mean, he uses machines, but I mean, he uses his hands like hand carved faces. He makes ashtrays. He makes all kinds of like cigar holders and cool stuff. So go check him out. And if you have anything you want us to talk about in the after show, shoot Ryan a DM. That's all you have to do. Yep. Well, I think that's an episode, Bubba. 
I think so. I think we're good. And I think we, we hit all of our sponsors. Thank you to all of our wonderful sponsors on this show. Um, especially Baker Forge and Tool for jumping on um, with us recently. And uh, yeah, once again, thank you to all of our lovely patrons. And uh, we'll be back to the usual format next week with our guest and hopefully having some cool and interesting conversations. So in the meantime, I hope you guys are having a, a good week. I hope um, if you're dealing with any sort of like those uh, mental struggles like I was talking about, you know, feel free to shoot me a DM. But I just hope that you're able to overcome them. Uh, if you're like me, then this time of the year is just the worst. It's, it's the hardest part. So uh, I'm. I'm with all you guys who are who are going through that and uh, power through it. Embrace it. Make yeah, don't it damn bitch. me about it. Make it your bitch. Like Ryan I'll give said. you some. Yeah, I'll give you some tough love. <laughs> yeah, like I'm sorry. Right, don't be a pussy. Sorry. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Have a great week, guys. <laughs> <laughs>